Welcome to the church line. Those that are in between church homes or those that don't have a church home are welcome here. It is the church line's mission to empower Christians so that they can thrive in their daily lives by gaining wisdom and a deeper understanding of the scriptures. I am Marcia Shannon and your host. Hey, thank you all for coming in. This is Marcia Shannon, co-host for the church line. So how's everybody doing today? How was your 4th of July weekend? Oh my goodness. We had a very nice time with our with our family. We traveled to Connecticut and we had a very nice time. You know, it was something different for us this year. Usually we throw a big cookout um in our at our home. <clears throat> but this year we decided to let somebody else do the work. <laughs> so we traveled to our oldest daughter's home in Connecticut and had a wonderful time with her and her husband and our family there and his family that lives there so we had an awesome independence day and so i want to talk to you a little bit about independence day uh at my church home they were talking about and that's something that i do want to clarify too that just reminded me of something else that i wanted to clarify on this line because in the intro and also in the um in a couple of other segments i talked and i and in the logo it says that the lines for the unchurched and i do think that i need to clarify that um it may be offensive to some people and i just want to um reassure them that um there's no offense um there's not that's not my intention is to offend um, unchurched means it's an actual real word and it means people who do not attend a regular uh, church service they do not go to a church building a person who doesn't go have a church home that's what unchurched means but they are Christians but they do not go to church now having said that I do believe that every Christian should have a church home because you need the fellowship. I'm telling you people, you're not going to survive um, with, uh, we're not, um, we're not, you know, we're not a man on the island. We're not going to survive without the fellowship. You need to be around people who believe the same way you believe. You have to get that support that you get from being at a church home. Um, also, the support you get in prayer from your pastor, uh, from the other church members, from the church leadership, um, a, a sense of belonging. You, you need a church home. But I know that there are circumstances that happens in people's lives where they will find themselves without a church home. Um, different things happen. Um, churches, some churches have closed down. So people don't, you know, don't have a church home to go to. If that's, if that wasn't, you know, worked out before the closing where the members would go to church at. Um, you may have moved to a new location. You may have moved to a new city, a new state. So you left your church home. So you were searching for a church home. So that's what I'm talking about when I say people that are in between church homes. So I just wanted to clarify that because I know there are some who could listen to that and they could say, 
that I'm promoting that people don't need a church home or that I'm trying to, um, quote unquote, steal people's church members because they don't have to go to church now. They can just listen to me on uh, my my podcast or on, on my other social media platforms. And that's exactly not what I'm saying. And that's not what the Lord has told me to do. So I want to clarify that clarify the instructions that I received from the Lord and and make sure um, um, that everyone is clear on that. Um, but I did want to talk about Independence Day because at my church home, we were taught, the pastor was talking about Independence Day. And a lot of times we say Happy Fourth of July. Not a lot of times we say Independence Day, but that's exactly that's the name of the holiday. It is the it's the Fourth of July holiday, but it is the it's the end of um, Independence Day. And that is July fourth is the first time that the Declaration of Independence was um, was read in public. Now, this happened before the war. This was before we started to fight for our independence from England. We made a declaration first. Are you guys catching me in the spirit? Do you see where I'm going with this? They had to first make a declaration. They had to write it out. They had to sign it. And then they had to speak it into the atmosphere. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And then the battle started after that. Okay. Uh, In a previous um, episode, I was talking about how, you know, just because you're doing what God wants you to do, it doesn't mean that it's not, it's going to be easy. You know, there's going to be some battles. You're going to have to fight. You may, you may win, you may win a couple of, um, I'm sorry, you may lose a couple of um, battles, but it doesn't mean you lost the war. Um, You may be down for the count, but get back up. You know, you may feel like throwing in the towel, but don't throw in the towel. Just take a little break and get back in the fight. (laughs) Get back in the game. Get back in the life. Get back with God. And everyone, every Christian goes through tribulations. We all go through tribulation, trials and tribulations. You can, if you want examples, let's look at, let's look at our forefathers in the Bible. Just look at their lives. You know, when you read about them, don't just think it's just some fairy tale story. This is real. This is real stuff. You know, look at all the stuff that Abraham went through because he listened to what God told him. And I can relate to Abraham. I also can relate to the prophets because a lot of time when you are doing what God has told you to do, other people, especially if you're prophetic or if you're in a fivefold officer, other people will not understand why you're doing what you do. And you will have people who will come against you, even people who, you know, are your church family, other Christians. You know, sometimes that really boggles my mind that, you know, other Christians are the first ones to really come against other Christians. But um, you're going to have that struggle. Look at the prophets and the people in the Bible and the things that they went through. You know, they didn't hear from God and then say, okay, okay, people, this is what God told me to do and I'm going to do this. And everybody said, kumbaya, yay, yay, yay. No, there was a struggle. You have to first, you have to explain it to people. People may not like the way you explain it. They may not like how you come off. You have to do it. They may not like how you're doing it. Um, 
you know, some um, sometimes you have people who are just your haters. You know, there are people who, you know, listen to what you're, they spy on you to see what you're doing through social media. They'll never like a post, never make a comment, but they're listening to every single live you have done just so they have information to run back with or to keep tabs on you. And I'm saying all that because, come on, look at God. He has an enemy. <laughs> we think we're supposed to have enemies, you know. That's why the Bible tells us to pray for those who spitefully use us. I'm talking, you know what that means? That means someone who does something out of spite. They do it on perpension is to hurt you. All right. Now, I was talking about intentions earlier. There was not my intention to offend anyone with the word unchurched in my logo or talking about the unchurched in my title. That's what it's not my intention to offend people, but there are some people who it's their intention to offend you. That's what they want to do. You know, there are some people that want to offend you just because you're a Christian. They want to offend you. They know nothing about you, but all they know about you is that you're a Christian, and that's enough for them to want to offend you because you love Jesus, and that's enough for them to want to offend you. But the Bible says that we don't act the way that they act. We don't get revenge. We don't go tick for tat. You know, we are to uh, pray for those who uh, who intentionally, spitefully want to hurt us or misuse us or take advantage of us. We're to pray for them. Well, what are you praying for? Well, one, you're praying, you have to forgive and you're praying, you know, for God to forgive them. But you're also praying for strategies on how to deal with them. Yeah, strategies. How do I deal with this person, God? But, you know, you can't run from every person that wants to uh, spitefully use you. What if you're per the person who's doing that to you is your boss? What are you going to do? Leave your good paying job because you got a boss that's trying to take you under because you're a Christian? No, you pray. Why do you think? I, well, I'm, I, I believe that that's one of the reasons why um, Daniel prayed so much and Paul prayed so much. They had a lot of enemies that they had to deal with. They had some enemies that were acting like that were Christians or acting like they were Christians. And they were their enemies. They were their arch nemesis. And they needed strategies on how to deal with these people. Yeah, you forgive, but hey, God, but how do I walk this out? How, so strategies on how you deal with difficult people. Um, it says to love. Um, it says to love your enemy. Okay, God, well, how do I do that? You know, he gives you strat. You know, God is a person. You know, he has a personality. We act like he's some, you know, big blob in the sky somewhere that, that, that's, that knows nothing. That knows nothing until we tell him. No, 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 no. We have to remember that he's a sovereign God. That there's a song, um... I think it's called pour out oil where it says a verse says your um my my wisest is um is not as wise as your foolishness so we can our wisest the, the wisest thing that we know the wisest thing that we can do it doesn't even compare to God's foolishness you know what I'm saying so um we have to remember that you know and give God his honor and, and, and recognizing that he's intelligent. I mean, how in the world was he able to create all that he created and, and, be, and not be intelligent? 
that shows right there that he's intelligent. It says that his his um his creation speaks of his glory. You can look at the sky and see how intelligent God is. How creative he's it. He is all the color that's in nature, all cut co the color that's in the wildlife and in the flowers and everything, trees and to think all that out and it's intelligent. have just enjoyed an audio teaching by Marcia Shannon. To hear more of her teaching, follow her on her Facebook ministry page entitled Apostolic and Prophetic Teaching Institute, Inc., where she airs on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays between 9 and 9.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can contact Marcia by email at marciashannon52 at gmail.com. That's Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, Shannon, S-H-A-N-N-O-N, five at gmail.com.